0: This is Todd Wright, and this is your Tampa Win Cup podcast. It is presented by Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm. You need not ask what type of law Brandon Legal Group specializes in when you are in need of legal assistance, and you can call them for a free consult at any time. 844-4BLG4ME, 844 blg 4 me Brandon Legal Group, huge supporters of the Todd Wright Family of Podcasts and Todd Wright Tour Golf Tournaments. And the Tampa Wind Cup Podcast is presented by Pin Chasers, three locations in the Tampa Bay area for family fun. And Jerry Seinfeld once said, there is no such thing as fun for the whole family. Well, Pin Chasers is pretty damn close. I've been there myself. I've seen eight-year-olds to my left and 88-year-olds to my right, and they're both having a similarly good time. Uh, It's very affordable. There's always promotions and specials. You have the East Pasco location at 6816 Gale Boulevard. The Midtown location, 50 lanes of bowling at the Midtown location, 4847 North Armenia. And the location just north of Tampa International Airport, the Veterans location at 5555 West Hillsboro. Pin Chasers also gives me plenty of prizes for my Todd Wright Tour golf tournaments. So last year, this is episode three of this year's Todd Wright Lightning Playoff Podcast, which we now call the Tampa Win Cup Podcast, for just this year. And for the reasons why, my first guest in the history of the Tampa Bay, the Todd Wright Lightning Playoff Podcast, is here to explain why we changed the name. Ladies and gentlemen, from 102.5 The Bone and Drew Garabo Live, and
1: Lightning Power Play, host of uh, On the Bench, here is Seth Kushner. Seth? Uh, Todd, I'm, I'm very nervous, and I realized that when we had a conversation about naming this podcast the Tampa One Cup podcast, I kind of invited myself on it because I said I thought you were calling me to invite me on the podcast, and after we hung up, I realized that you're a solo act, Todd, and then when you just said that you don't really have any guests, I, I hope that I didn't force myself on your podcast. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine because it allows me to see you. Um,
0: hopefully, this opens the door to uh, future uh, visits with other members of Drew Garabo live, considering how your show promotes the Tampa Bay Lightning, are fans of the Tampa Bay Lightning, I thought I had a good relationship with Eric Blankenship, and you guys Trump, my relationship <laughs> with the vice President of marketing for the Tampa Bay Lightning and Eric Blankenship. On the day the all Blacks were revealed,
1: uh, you guys got stuff. I still got nothing. <laughs> Well, Todd, I didn't get the jersey. Just so you know, only Drew, Drew got the jersey. Drew got the jersey. I have a long sleeve uh, Adidas shirt they gave me, which I actually wear three or four times a week. So, uh, which is you know a lot better than wearing a jersey around town.
0: I have a photo off your Instagram account, and I screenshot it and I sent it to Blankenship, and it's him holding up two of the new hats. And Blankenship's response was, "Boy, I look angry," <laughs> and it's just the intensity. You can speak to this. The intensity of Eric Blankenship. Anything he does, he's intense about it, and it just shows he cares.
1: Well, he does, and I've I've had Eric Blankenship on my podcast many times, and if you ask me, do I want to interview a guy in a marketing department, I think 10 out of 10 times it's going to be a no. But there's something about Eric Blankenship, how involved he is, I mean, how involved he was with getting this new black jersey off the ground, how much he cares, how much I've learned about the Lightning just talking to him. That's essentially a year-round job. With, With how deep in the playoffs the Lightning have gone the last few seasons, these guys don't have an offseason, so to hear about how he kind of works in family time and you still have to be creative and do all these things, man, It's it's been fascinating to learn his end of the job because if you're just a casual fan of a sports team, you think the team are just the guys on the ice, but there's all these people in the organization that, that are along for the ride. He's been following along this Tampa Win Cup thing. So rather than me, this is very important here in
0: episode three of this podcast for people that because here's the people listening to this podcast. There are people listening to the podcast just because I host the podcast, which is very flattering. There are people who listen to this podcast because they are Lightning fans. Also, very flattering. Thank you for listening last year. Thank you for listening this year. And now I'm hoping to pick up people who listen to Drew Garabo Live, um, who just are like, oh, I hear this term Tampa Wing Cup on Drew Garabo Live. They invented it. And now there's this podcast, so I am riding your coattails a little bit. You gave me your blessing, Drew gave me your blessing, but tell me about the day and the show, because I was listening live how this all began.
1: I I walked into the office uh, probably three or four weeks ago, and I had just seen on Twitter somebody said Lord Stanley needs a tan, and it and it and it irks me because I just feel like. We need something better. I, I, you know, I'm a creative guy, so I just said we need to do something better. So I, I talked to Drew, the host of Drew. Grabo, it does like,
0: feel as antiquated as "Give me
1: liberty or give me yeah. death."
0: <laughs> it feels like it's that old. I agree; it needs an
1: update. It doesn't. It doesn't feel fun. So why, you know, we're all angry guys here, and I just said, "Hey, I hate that." And Drew said, "I hate it too." We said, "Let's figure something out." So, so Drew's on the air, and he's just talking about how I think the perception is with other hockey cities that. We're stupid in the South and all these things. So Drew just kind of shouted out, we need something really simple and stupid since that's how people potentially view us. And he goes, Tampa win cup. And I thought that he misspoke. I, th- I went, did you mean Tampa wins the cup or what? No. What? And he said, no, Tampa win cup for some reason. You know, Todd, you just say something on the radio and it resonated and it took off and people started tweeting us about it. Uh, somebody, a listener, made us a giant sign that we now hang in the studio that says Tampa Wind Cup various businesses around town uh, uh papa john's who i know that uh, you've done some stuff with. i
0: saw you post that on your instagram today yes uh papa- what
1: papa john's was that i'm not sure my people haven't told me yet but okay. i'm hoping it's the one that that you do work with but um uh, it had the
0: it, it kind of the back of it kind of looked like mike lentz's store on waters that it
1: was on waters then that,
0: that's mike lentz's store and mike plays in every todd wright tour golf tournament I kind of wondered that because Mike's also a fan of everything you guys do and everything I do, huge
1: supporters of Yeah, this is Todd Wright. I'm talking about a Papa John's billboard. He said it looks like the Papa John's that's on waters. I mean, you, you know everything about everything. <laughs> that is very impressive. So, yeah, so if you see Tampa win Cup on its own and you don't know the story, you might think that it's the dumbest thing ever, and I totally get that. And you might even understand where it came from now, and you might think it's stupid, but that's how it started. I, I compare it to um, how organic uh, the stick carrier movement was with with Justin Palowski. Good comparison. And and you know eventually the Bucks embraced that. They went out to a practice and Dirk Cutter was there and they took pictures and Jason Light. They invited yep. all of those guys out there and I feel like we're not as um, we're not as insane as the stick carriers, but um, it's just something we wanted to do and it would be great if the Lightning embraced it. If the Lightning threw out a Tampa Win Cup hashtag, it's okay if it doesn't happen. Uh, Tampa International Airport. They tweeted out Tampa win cup this they past did. week. They did. They did. Yeah. So, um, so we've had it's it's been legit. Uh, Charlie Belcher, Paul Delgado, a lot of people from Fox 13 have embraced it. So, uh, you know, in radio, we we like when things take off, and we don't need credit. It was just something we wanted to do to show that we're fans of the Lightning. Well, you should get
0: credit. I'm I'm someone that um, always on national my 17 plus years in national radio and even locally. It's amazing how many friends you make when you actually attribute where you got something, rather than sounding like you stole it or invented the idea. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I make it very clear uh, on every podcast I'm going to do the entire postseason, whether Tampa win cup or Tampa not win cup, mm-hmm. that it came from you guys. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's my way of, and I know we talked about this on your uh, Lightning Power Play show as well coming up uh, later this weekend. It's my way of giving you guys a push and riding your coattails at the same time.
1: Well, I mean that's that's what I mean, that's what these these relationships are for. Like we get something out of it, you get something yeah. out of it. I mean that's that's what that's, that's why we're doing this. That show that you did, um, because I I usually listen to the show
0: about a segment and a half or two segments. That's that's usually about the time that I have to listen to your show. And I get plenty out of that's that. That's all you need, Todd. I get plenty out of that. That show I listened until you dropped the topic. So I was there for I think you went from
1: about two to three forty five. You, I thought we went too long on that. Todd. No, so, you didn't, oh. because
0: it just kept going, and then I started texting Blankenship. I th- actually was emailing him, and then I even threw a hashtag. I don't know if anyone's done this. TWC, breaking it down even more and adding sort of more vagueness to it. Where either you know it or you don't. So one of my favorite things was how, the way I wish I had interacted with callers the way you guys do. Because you guys let, the way you treat callers enhances Drew Garabo Live. I was always afraid. I'm going to admit this now. When I did local radio in Tampa Bay, I was always afraid. If I told a caller what I thought, that the caller sucked, I was going to lose listeners. I was afraid. So rarely did I treat a caller badly. I treated them almost like a guest, and sometimes I left them on too long, and people said, well, why did you? And I'm like, eh. I'm you know, I'm like, it's the highlight of his day, and I'm like, I appreciate that he listens to the show. I wish I treated callers the way you guys did, because you just let them have it, and clearly you're not losing any listeners. You're gaining audience.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing I'll say about how, how you treated your callers, Todd. You, you treated your callers so well that when you were on the radio in Tampa, and I was— I don't know, 11, 12, 13, I called you to talk about the White Sox. I mean, I would call you to talk about things that were I only cared about you weren't even talking about, and you still let me on, and you still heard me out, and you still gave me your expert opinion. So so I appreciate that. If you were rough with callers, you might have ruined my life, and I might have never gotten into radio. Nice of you to say, but you guys are always great with children, uh, kids as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because they're kids. Well, I mean, listen, I'm like, I hate when kids call. I, I Well, not – I hate when parents – put their kids on the phone and they think it's funny if a kid's just at home and their parents left them for some reason yeah we'll talk to that kid and go like what what the what the hell happened to you right but i don't like when parents think thinks it's funny to have their kids call up and do some sort of bit because we've got enough bits we don't need you putting your kid on the phone right so that day people were calling in
0: with their phrases yes to try to better tampa win cup which i don't know if you expected that response but the way you guys took anything that people called in. So there, I'm going to make one up that someone called in and said, uh, bring the cup to the bay. Yes. Okay, I don't think a caller said that. And then there'd be this pause. And Drew would say, John, what do you think? John Sending would be like, well, I like the cup part. So let's keep that. But bring the to the bay bay no no bay but there's tampa bay but we could just shorten it and you built everything back into the original i just thought it was great radio it was a lot of fun and i thought there's something here and clearly some there's something here we're going to post this podcast before game one you guys have said a couple of times if you get a tampa win cup chance in the stands oh, at man. Amelie Arena, I think we're gonna hear it at game one somewhere along the way. But here's the thing I think I'd rather hear that than the, than the guys up top, God bless them, doing soccer chants. <laughs> it's not a freaking soccer game, it's a hockey game. I, I love that you guys are there, how into it you are, but it's a hockey game, not a soccer game. So maybe they. Those guys up there were sticks of fire, sticks of fire yes. which always to me sounds more like a venereal disease, but <laughs> oh, I digress. If sticks of fire can do something with Tampa Win cup, I'll never say a bad word about their hockey, their soccer chance again. Is that a good challenge to them?
1: That That's a good challenge. So, I mean, I've had them on my podcast before. I might have to reach out. Good guys. Solid guys. Yeah. Solid okay. guys. No, not guys that I would want to sit next to for a full game, but I feel like they're guys that we need as, as a team. To to show that we're legit and we have hardcore fans. I'm impressed with the sticks of fire. Because they march into the games and I mean they keep I like the march. Yeah, they keep that energy up the whole game. So I appreciate that. But the thing is to get a Tampa Win Cup chant, I always felt like that might be something that we have to start, but I could just contact those guys. They start and hopefully everybody kind of follows along.
0: Now you guys have done on the air different versions of a chant. Do you have a favorite way that you'd like to see the chant? at a game go because oh. you guys have done it so many different ways
1: within fluctuations here pauses here what is Seth's favorite I think I think we would have to kind of go along the lines of of a chant that's already been established where you know I think it's at the Bucks games where it's Tampa Bay right I think we'd have to go Tampa win cup Tampa win cup I that's feel- not
0: bad that's it's, all- r- it's not bad because yes it is part of the history of this because I was a kid going to those early Buck games at Tampa Stadium, you know, back back before George Michael was allegedly playing <laughs> concerts there. That was another one of my
1: favorite shows
0: that you guys did recently, where the callers actually enhanced the show because they helped you mess with Garabo that
1: day. Wow, Todd, I'm finding out that Todd loves all the shows that drive me absolutely crazy. Oh, that
0: show drove you <laughs> oh, crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, things that I think <laughs> things that sometimes aren't necessarily planned. Where I'm like, why do I sit around and think? about the show if we're not going to do any of this stuff. And then a topic like, where did George Michael play in 1998 takes off. Right. But it's, oh, it's, the, it's the dumbest stuff that always resonates. So I, I, can, I can see why that, that happened. So, yeah, the,
0: the Tampa – I actually came to dislike when the Bucks moved from Tampa Stadium, which at the end was Houlihan Stadium because it was the Glazers taking money out of one pocket and putting it in another pocket to put Houlihan's name on it, mm. and then moving into Ramey James Stadium. That I thought that cheer was going to go away. And it didn't. So it's that's been around for 40 years. So for you to say, yeah, if one side of the arena says Tampa instead of Bay, now you'll have the people who don't know Tampa Win Cup saying Bay. The Win Cup people need to educate the Bay people that know that's the Bucks cheer. This is the lightning one.
1: Well, it's all about educating the public and all the lightning fans right now, and I think that I feel like more people still need to hear about Tampa Win Cup. I don't know if we're going to be ready for a chant in Game One. I don't know if we're going to be ready for a chant this series, but as the Lightning win and as it builds, I think people are going to find out about Tampa Win Cup. They'll find out where it came from, and hopefully, deeper, deeper into this run, we can get that chant going. It it would be it would be awesome if just the Lightning just did a hashtag Tampa wind cup that I would feel that that would make me feel complete. If we could get that from them at the risk, let's end on this note at the
0: risk of saying something that is that alienates a portion of your audience or the Tampa wind cup movement. You know what I'm speaking of the 40 plus year history of pro sports in Tampa Bay. I kind of like that. You guys gave the finger to the Tampa Bay term that most people around the country never use when referring to our sports teams, especially. So here's a referee, and you will hear this Wednesday night. If there's a penalty on, let's say, uh, G Paquette, go, go figure. <laughs> here's the call on Paquette. Ref turns the mic on. We got uh, Tampa, two minutes, slashing. They never say Tampa Bay. They never say it. Um, TSN never says it, Hockey Night in Canada never says it, NBCSN barely ever says it. You guys are kind of following the trend. It was Hugh Culverhouse and I think a little help from the great Tom McEwen who hatched the Tampa Bay term. But it is not embraced by anyone outside the Tampa Bay area who doesn't understand that it means the region, not a body of water. So I kind of like, I know you didn't mean it this way because you kept it so simple. It's the keep it simple, soup, keep it simple, stupid theory that there's no bay in it. It's Tampa, which so many people around the United States and Canada refer to our sports teams.
1: Todd, you know who actually is embracing Tampa Bay? And I saw this last night, WrestleMania 2020. It said yep. Tampa Bay. And so my wife pointed that out and I, I said, you know what? I mean, they're obviously in tune with it because a lot of wrestlers spend a tremendous amount of time here and wrestling has a rich history in Tampa. But I like that WWE is embracing Tampa Bay 2020. You know
0: why they're doing that? That's Rob Higgins. That's Rob Higgins. Rob cares more about the Tampa Bay term than anyone with the lightning, anyone with the bucks, anyone with the rays. The women's final four. What did it say on the logo? Tampa Tampa Bay. Bay. Everything Rob Higgins does has that branding, and I think it's that branding with the WWE, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. And, yes, during Rob, that was a beautiful sort of uh, promo.
1: It was, yeah. It's going to be incredible.
0: Very Pirates of the Caribbean-ish. Yeah, I mean, for that to – yeah, I I think that was very good. All right, uh, we'll wrap it here. I look forward to having you and or Drew and or John no way in hell I'll get Mike on this podcast. You don't want her No on this way, way in hell. No, you but I do want to hit her up for one, two, or as she would do, eight, ten. <laughs> tickets for WrestleMania 36. Because I found out, all right, we'll 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 end on this note because I did an entire Toddcast on the WrestleMania press conference. I have already asked the proper people with the Buccaneers uh, who would sell sweets for WrestleMania. Uh, and for every event... You can. There are certain suites that can be bought on a single event basis. Okay. All right? What do you think the high end of a max capacity suite before the WWE sets the pricing for WrestleMania 36? They've given you a price. They've They've given me the estimate because WWE hasn't set the pricing yet. I've gotten the range that they believe it will be based on location and capacity so give me what you think is the lowest number i might spend on a suite and then the highest number they quoted me before the wwe comes in and says yeah it's actually going to be this is this a
1: 20 person uh kind of the smallest suite is eight okay i think the biggest one might be 20 or 24 i'm gonna say uh an eight person suite they're gonna have at Four thousand dollars. That
0: is correct. Is it? Look at you! Wow, man, you're in the wrong. You nailed it, I right on the number. Where could I take you're this going right up to the stage and pulling a hundred dollar bill out
1: of Bob Barker's <laughs> suit pocket. And thank you for the two of you that know that reference. Okay, well, I'm not even going to guess the twenty or the twenty-four one since I nailed 20, that one. 000. Okay, that's 20000 uh, That's uh, So I thought about that with my brand and legal group guys because two guys want to go, and I said, well, we
0: could go in on a suite together. I said, yeah, so the early feedback is it's uh, uh, for uh, eight people. It's going to be about uh, $4,000, $4, and they're like, well, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so that wasn't like, yeah, we're in.
1: <laughs> Todd, you don't want any part of that because WrestleMania was a seven-and-a-half-hour show this year, and if you can't stay at a I lightning game. I believe it's
0: still going.
1: Yeah, and if you can't stay at a lightning game for the for the full three periods, no, I, I don't No, that's true, but
0: if I have a suite, I have my own room. And I've gone to two previous WrestleManias, and if I'm sitting right down there on the wall or a couple rows behind Micah and Bray Wyatt <laughs> and all those wonderful people, I, I can I can handle that. I can do enough bathroom breaks. And let's face it, much like in golf, there's always a joke about the on the pairing sheet, it's the hot dog and a beer pairing, where you leave the rope to go to the bathroom, get a hot dog and a beer, because you don't want to watch any of these guys play <laughs> through. And then you come back to see Mickelson or Tiger or Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson. There are matches at WrestleMania. That are hot dog beer and bathroom break matches. I think they're at concerts. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. There's one song every show that is my bathroom break for Billy Joel, because I just I don't need to hear it. Which one? The entertainer? <laughs> no, it's Stiletto. Mm. I just don't need to hear it live. That's my bathroom break. Hey, everybody's gotta have one. Yeah. No matter how much you like. Uh your
1: you, you 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 and
0: Drew are bigger on
1: bands and things. Okay, so
0: favorite band. Go.
1: Oh, man. Uh, It's a band called AFI, but I would say probably for this audience, if they're more familiar, I'd probably say, ooh, uh, Chili Peppers are up there. Green Day. Okay. Let's
0: say Green Day. What song is your bathroom break at a Green Day show? Because um, you don't want to say anything bad, but there is a song where you're like, "Yeah, I don't need to hear this one. I gotta go."
1: It's a short one, but I don't like "Good Riddance." <laughs> time of your life, you know. I hope you had the time of your life. That's a shorter song, so I would probably go to the bathroom during that one or uh, "Boulevard of Broken Dreams."
0: Yeah, and the "Time of Your Life" song just—it kind of—it kind of feels like it was played in almost like every '90s uh, teen or rom com. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. They All ruined right. it. That's Seth Kushner, and I hope to have future visits with Seth or Drew or John and listen to Drew Garabo live uh, every uh, weekday afternoon, 2 to 6, on 1025 The Bone. Thank you, Seth. Thank you, Todd. The uh, Tampa Wind Cup podcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group, your full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area. You do not need to live nor work nor have your legal issue originate within the city limits of Brandon, Florida, to call Brandon Legal Group for a free consult, 844-4-BLG-4-ME. 844-4-BLG-4-ME. And by Pinchasers, three locations of family fun. And if you don't have a family, go out to Pinchasers. You can find one. Uh, East Pasco, 6816 Gale Boulevard, Midtown, 4847 North Armenia. The Veterans Location, 5555 West Hillsboro. There are promos all the time at Pin Chasers. Even occasionally, Drew Garabo shows up at Pin Chasers, and you can buy yinglings for a dollar on select nights at Pin Chasers, whether Drew is there or not. Uh, I thank Pin Chasers for their support of the Tampa Wind Cup podcast and the Todd Wright Tour. We'll talk to you next time on the Tampa Wind Cup podcast. Thanks for listening.